You're listening to the Whistle Pulse podcast with me, Laura Hanlon, keeping your finger on the pulse with all the local info you need to know every Tuesday and Friday morning. Well, all right, all right, all right. Morning. 7.50 on November 23rd. It's a Tuesday. Opening day is just two days away. And I know we've got, uh, well, mixed feelings, what with the uh, uh, the weather coming our way Thursday and the forecast. So let's get into it. They've knocked off a solid 10 centimetres off the snow skate this morning. Really great to see that uh, after much deliberation last week on what the current base was, at around Pig Alley. Brad Merrily at Whistler Peak has got us well informed. We've had apparently 1.9 metres already for the season, but we have a base of 103 centimetres now at Pig Alley. And I know it's looking rough at valley level for a ski out come opening day. But uh, while we do have snow on the way with some mixed reports on just how high the freezing level will be on Thursday. A lot of people anticipating a very wet opening day. So uh, get your uh, get your clothing DWR'd from last year if you haven't already. Get it re-waterproofed. There's, in fact, a special weather statement in effect for Whistler today in the valley. That's right, for Tuesday, looking for a round of heavy rain on the way, another 40 to 80 millimetres, uh, particularly here in the mountains and in the Cedar Sky Corridor as well. And that's the weather warning is in effect from, well, issued today, but looking for Wednesday night through early Friday morning. Oh yeah. And that's our opening day. So we're looking to see just how high the freezing level will be, but with that amount of precipitation on the way, you're going to need to be prepared for it. And like I said, with uh, prepared to to not be skiing out, (laughs) unfortunately, but hey, it's early days. It's super exciting to see 10 centimeters on the snow skate today and uh, confirmation of a meter base at Pig Alley. So for the forecast though, yeah, looking for, like I said, some, uh, well, a deliberation on just how high the freezing level will be for this storm cycle come Wednesday, Thursday, but looking for warmer temperatures in a lower freezing level, sorry, higher freezing level come Saturday and Sunday at this point. So I'll give you more info on opening day on that one on Thursday, because uh, yeah, that's really the most majority of I want to tell you for opening day prepared to be wet at valley level Uh, current temperature is just zero degrees in Whistle right now. We've got some mild nighttime temperatures. It'll be minus two overnight tonight into dawn tomorrow at 7.38. Sunset tonight is at 19 minutes past four. But then overnight, we're looking at temperatures above zero degrees for the next couple of days. So Expect quite a lot of precipitation and maybe a break in it on Friday, but I'll update you Thursday because there's lots to let you know about and that's including driving conditions. An update for you though, I'm sure you're very much aware of the update of the Duffy opening on Saturday on the 20th. However, it is opened for just essential travel only. There's even a 1,400 kilogram weight limit for trucks. It has to be no bigger than a cube truck to get over the Duffy at this point. And with our well fuel limit of 30 liters, the cap there as well. There's a few things you need to take into account. In fact, they've actually installed the municipality, I believe, or maybe Transport Canada have installed a, um, a temporary light board at Creekside, notifying people that it is 200 kilometers until Lillooet to be able to refill
bill for gas after midnight. And that's because, you know, our gas stations, as well as the ones in Pemby, are closed after midnight for pump access. And with the current restrictions, you know, you need to step inside. So make sure you plan accordingly if you are looking to do that journey for essential purposes. I know you want to go backcountry skiing, but now is not the time on the Duffy that would could provide or could cause an unnecessary strain on search and rescue resources that has already been, uh, well, very overstressed and helping so much in uh, the lower mainland and on the Duffy, which reminds me about the Hurley as well. People have been asking about reports on the Hurley and search and rescue, Pemberton S uh, Search and Rescue put up a notification on November 18th to not attempt to travel on the High Line or the Hurley as well because vehicles are getting stuck. Please stay put until the main highways reopen because you are putting a strain on resources. Uh, despite there being confirmation on November 10th that it was sled access only on the Hurley already. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, what else do I need to let you know about roadwise? Well, anticipate a lot more traffic on the Cedar Sky. What with the Duffy being the only access point as well at this point to get into the interior. Oh, I hope everyone you know is okay. It's absolutely devastating. The aftermath of last week's flooding, which is still ongoing for some residents as well, near the back of the grandmother uh, culvert and another one in and around Mount Curry. So thinking of everybody, I hope you're getting access to all the resources you need. I've mentioned the Whistler Navigator for locals um, here in Whistler, but plenty of resources. Get in touch with the Whistler Community Services Society too um, to see how they can help, mm -hmm. especially with more rain on the way. Uh, I'll let you know about some events that are happening. Um, well, there's, well, we've got American Thanksgiving also on Thursday, so expect, expect to see uh, an influx of visitors as well. There's a Bay Brave happening uh, this coming Monday that I'll tell you more about next week, including, of course, the Brad Spears, that outdoor uh, winter market, which will be happening at the Squamish Lillooet Cultural Centre between the 27th and the 28th. But the Bay Brave will be happening at the Whistle Rack club and they are doing it'd be great to see jaguar jones on the decks with uh, entry and proceeds going towards the whistler community service society in support of men's mental health and suicide prevention what with november being movember for many if you've been seeing some uh, good facial hair you of course know why Event-wise at the library, I mentioned last week that the Community Book Club was meeting and convening on Monday, but that in-person session last night was cancelled. They are doing it this Wednesday. That is the usual meet-up time, the last Wednesday of every month. But they're not doing it through December because of Christmas. The next one is on library, uh, sorry, in January. So you have plenty of time to read the upcoming book and get yourself a discounted copy at Armchair Books if they don't have it at the library for you. But I was at the post office yesterday, wanted to let you know because they told me that their uh, post office hours are going to be amending to uh, closure at 4 p.m. instead of 5 p.m. It's still open until noon on Saturdays from 8 a.m., closed on Sundays, but that's right, the village, postal centre and marketplace will be closing at 4 p.m. going forward. They are, uh, I'm sure, uh, under a lot of stress, especially what with the announcement from Canada Post that they'll actually be offering free mail forwarding for so many BC residents that have been impacted by the flooding. People, if you know somebody who could be in that situation, they only have until the 20th of December to to register that mail forwarding. So um, I'll let them know that. I'm sure they have other priorities, but just uh, just a thought. 
There's a lot of discussion happening online on the Whistler Winter Group yesterday, uh, as well as one from a few days ago about the resort municipality's latest efforts to, well, they're calling it, it's a small steps for big moves campaign about riding the bus, especially through November uh, that they're trying to advocate. And they have uh, a profile on Sarah Jennings and how maybe you could do more for climate action here in Whistler, be it riding the bus or like what with gas prices and uh, current restrictions as well, maybe trying to walk in, commute differently as well. With that campaign on going from, the municipality and get more information of course on that online but they've also announced that here in Whistler uh, that uh, December 3rd will be International Day of People with Disabilities which was first observed by uh, the UN back in 1992 but on December 3rd the Fitzsimmons Bridge will actually be lit purple to mark that day of awareness um, and apparently there's more information on this that the RMOW has done to improve accessibility in Whistler. I didn't realize that they achieved the Rick Hansen Foundation Accessibility Certification for the Library, Whistler Olympic Plaza, and Meadow Park Sports Center, those three facilities here in Whistler. But more information about that online, along with uh, a couple things I want to mention here too. Um, I should have tied this in with our with the touring notification about, you know, not doing that on the Duffy right now. There's actually flooding and debris closing the Rubble Creek Trail access to Garibaldi Park right now. And they will re-evaluate once the trail uh, debris is settled. So that unfortunately isn't accessible right now for touring. And the snow clearing at Diamond Head Road is unavailable right now. They're going to give us an update on that when they can. So uh, there we are for, for early winter touring access, just so you know about that. Um, what else did I see online this morning that I really wanted to chat about? Oh, that's right. Another thing garnering a lot of discussion on the Whistle Winter page over the past couple of days is the opening of uh, Apre, 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 Apre. Yeah, opening in the old Tommy Africa's location. And in fact, doing a much uh, beloved Tommy Africa's night, the 80s night that we all used to go to on Mondays. Uh, that is kind of going to be their kickoff party. Super interesting. Anyway, a lot of discussion was garnered on that. And then it was capped on that garnet. More discussion. Anyway, that's all uh, online stuff. But what I did really enjoy seeing on the Real Whistler page this morning, were, well, a couple of days ago, in fact, was some images of the, uh, the yeah, from November 1981, 40 years ago of the w- village as we know it today being built. But what a flashback, Jorge. That's really cool to see uh, the beginnings of the Carlton Lodge there. And uh, yeah, it looks wild. I can't imagine what it was like back in the 80s here you know Mm. so that's a a really cool flashback on line there but i've got a great option for your uh opening day apre plans this week that's because coast mountain brewing have a delicious new golden ale out tantalized golden ale released this week with beautiful artwork from the very talented local uh artist kate zessel on there and really cool to see this collaboration they're doing a launch party that's right this opening day at coast mountain brewing between 3 p.m and 7 p.m down in funky town and the one and only ace aka the foxy moran will be spinning the tunes as well so uh yeah celebrate your opening day and the launch of a delicious new tantalizing new beer from coast mountain brewing this thursday that's uh great to see there's also going to be a pancake 
breakfast for opening day happening at the Helly Hansen Whistler store with a $5 minimum donation. But that those proceeds are actually all being donated to protect our winters, uh, who, by the way, have a lot of campaigns going on right now, including one with Smart Wool where you can just log your vertical and the more vertical you get, the more smart wool are actually going to uh, donate up to a cap, I think, of $5,000 to protect our winters. But between 7 and 11 at the Western Hotel, the Helly Hansen store there, you can get a pancake breakfast, two pancakes and a hot beverage for a $5 minimum with all those proceeds going to protect our winters. Mm. There was something else here. Oh, it's, it's kind of deal season uh, here in Whistler. I know we're all trying to, uh, you make the most of these, all our delicious restaurants offering really affordable, really affordable pricing for us right now. I took advantage by visiting the Rimrock, in fact, on Sunday, uh, which was really good to see Steve and co there. It, the food is just so delicious. That was really great. But there's one special you should know about that's ending tonight as well. And that's the one at Nagomi Sushi. That's their four course for $30. And yours truly will be working there. So pop on by, get a table. Uh, their reservations open at three. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's do a little hustle here on birthdays and shout outs because there's not many Whistlerites actually that I know of that are born today. Jess Laws and Crystal Dawn have left town, but happy birthday to you. Along with a couple upcoming, like Sydney Harper's birthday is on opening day. So is Victoria Woods. Nicola Miklova's is tomorrow. And we've got Jorge uh, Munoz Santos's birthday coming up in, uh, well, the day on Friday. So happy birthday to you, Jorge. But I'll give you a shout out on Friday because the one and only Stinky's on the stroll has some actually amazing trivia for you from this day in history, from November 23rd. This one's from 1942 to start us off because this is wild. Have you ever thought about how long you could probably survive a drift? Well, how about in the Atlantic? Because on this day, a German U-boat uh, torpedoed SS Ben Lamont and the British ship and the Chinese steward Poon Lim began 133 days adrift. He was the sole survivor. Can you imagine? Unbelievable. But I've got some amazing music facts for you here too. One from 1962, so let's skip ahead 20 years. The Beatles traveled to St. James Church's Hall in London for a 10-minute audition with the BBC. And that became because Beatles fan David Smith from Lancashire, he wrote to the BBC for the Beatles to be featured on the television. And assuming that Smith was actually the Beatles manager, the BBC wrote back to him, offering the Beatles an audition. And he brought that to Clive Epstein and arranged for the audition to take place. But four days later, uh, Brian Epstein received a polite thumbs down letter from the BBC. That was on this day in 1962. Crazy, hey? So the Rolling Stones scored their fifth US number one album on this day in 1974 with It's Only Rock and Roll, which was the last Stones album for guitarist Mick Taylor. Mm-hmm, that was on this day. The, in 1975, a year later, Queen started a nine-week run at number one in the UK for Bohemian Rhapsody. And I know Stinky is super stoked on this one to share this fact because Pink Floyd released Another Brick in the Wall, well, part two, featuring, of course, the uh, children from Islington Green School in North London. And it was actually Pink Floyd's first UK single since 1968 when Point Me at the Sky came out. Yeah. I know, really crazy. Great uh, facts for you here, but one here that's really Canadian that I picked up on from 2005, okay? 
This is November 23rd. Dan McTeague, who was a Toronto MP, tried to have 50 Cent barred from entering Canada uh, to do his concerts. He sent a letter to Immigration Minister Joe Volpe claiming that the rapper shouldn't be permitted to cross the border because he promotes gun violence. Okay, buddy. Mm -hmm. Wow. So uh, let's wrap it up with a joke and a song request. Well, sorry, a song recommendation, I should say. Sorry. I really need a coffee this morning, eh? But uh, yeah, the joke, it ain't great. Which days are the strongest? Saturday and Sunday. The rest are weekdays. (laughs) So the track I'm really digging right now that I hope you'll like to is from Kanzai, but it's a Miami Horror Lemonade remix, which I'm really digging. It's called Lemon Swayze, which is kind of uh, inspired by one of the singer's favorite cannabis strain, Lemon Cake. Mm -hmm. True fact. So this is a duo that are kind of based in New York, uh, but then uh, one of the members is actually based out of Hawaii, uh, White, in fact. If this is Stroud and White, you got to check them out. Kanzite, that is. This is their second album where they're finally recording together. They recorded via like electronic teleportation is the way they put it, like email, but a lot of lap steel guitars, organ, synthesizers, and a charango, which I don't know what that is. I'm looking that up. But uh, this is their, their new album, Visuals. I really dig in the track. I popped it in this month's playlist on Spotify. It's called Lemon Swayze. Like I said, Miami Horror Lemonade Remix. Managed to see Miami Horror at Pemby Fest. Such a great duo. But I'm going to cut it off there. Open a day in just two days. I'll have an earlier episode for you on Thursday morning. I'll try to get it up for 7.15-ish. But have yourself a great and dry couple days until then. Like I said, get that re-waterproofing done over the next couple of days. <laughs> the Whistle Pulse podcast is here for you every Tuesday and Friday morning in the summer at around 8.15ish and is sponsored by Stinkies on the Stroll. Strolling down for all your hunger, thirst, sporting and apres needs. <laughs>